0: yeah that was we it really was a perfect storm last those year graphics were awesome we we had a perfect <laughs> we had a perfect those storm. graphics was were sweet
1: though i'm big, not gonna lie like I told to us, me. those graphics, graphics literally inspired me to make graphics,
0: graphics. yeah <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust the Draft Show. Max Chavik alongside Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens are top 10 linebackers in the 2022 NFL Draft. And this is going to be a fun one. I think this linebacker class is actually pretty darn good, so I'm really excited for this one. Before we start the video, please like and subscribe to the channel. Turn on notifications. Be sure to follow our TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at Boom or Bust Draft. We're on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcast. So subscribe and rate us five stars. And check out the merch store. And this is not part of the merch store, but Donnie custom-made this, this Boomer Bust hat. And I think it's too awesome to not show the, the viewers. So Donnie, why don't you show them what it says right there?
2: So we got the logo on the front, which, is, you know, it's cl- just classic logo. And then on the side of it, you have – I don't know if you guys can see it. You have Boom.
0: Yep. Or <laughs> – I love Plus. the ore on the back. Just the imagine someone walking behind Dottie and just says "ore." Like, what are you just. talking about? I love that, and that's not in our merch store. Um, but he he custom made that because he thought it was sick, and he he had a buddy at a, at a at a shop that helped him out with that. So if you if you custom make our merch, uh, please like if you. Feel so inclined, please send us money for, for using our stuff, <laughs> or you could go to the merch store. We have merch there, so you can buy. I merch. can
2: I can I can use it without having to pay them. I I, I work here.
1: <laughs> something about workers' rights. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, something about copyright. Let's just not get it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, again, please pay us the money that you make from Windview, who is the presenting sponsor of Boomer Bust, the Draft Show, the best thing to happen to sports since fantasy. It is a new way to bet on sports. I used it uh, for the national championship game. Uh, Kansas, who screwed me over, who I thought Kansas was going to win, so I bet them minus four, and then they ended up winning by three, which is brutal. Um, but gone to oh, the days sports. where all you can do are bet on sports over/unders, money lines, or player props. So instead of betting on spreads, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm only using Winview because with Winview, you can bet on singular events live during games. Like last night, for example, will UNC miss his three-pointer? And I knew, hey, Caleb Love was probably going to shoot the three-pointer, and he was ice cold last night, and he missed, and I would have won money on that. Um, or the, will the Cowboys score a touchdown on this drive? Will this at-bat be a strikeout? You can bet on all of those things, just singular events, which is so so cool. You don't have to wait for the end of the game to find out whether or not you won your bets. You can place a ton of bets during the game. You can bet make bets like these and more on the WinView app, play for free or for fun, or if you want to like risk a little cheddar, enter cash prize contests against other users. All you have to do is answer props before and during the game. And it's so easy. And all you have to do to sign up is click on the link in our description or in our pinned comment on YouTube as well. Become a part of the new way to bet on sports today with Windview. So let's start our top ten linebackers in this year's draft.
1: And Nick starts off with our number ten linebacker. So number ten is Brian Asimo, a linebacker from Oklahoma, who measures out very similar to Jeremiah Osakoroma last year. 6'2", 26, two, twenty six, was uh, lauded for his athleticism, which, as it turns out, is not maybe as good as we thought initially. It's eighty eighth percentile, so it's really good, but it's not maybe like ninety eighth, which is kind of what I was expecting. Um, and it's the type of thing there that with his testing that makes me, you know, not, I'm not a big fan of Brian also, quite frankly, I have him as a late third round guy, maybe early fourth round guy. Um, but I, you know, I, I, think this is a real gamble if you're taking him and you have to be very confident in your ability to develop a linebacker as well as your, as your need, uh, for a will linebacker in this case. Cause I think that is what he's going to play at the next level. Um, I will compare him to Jamin Davis because I think it's like a similar type of thing where he is very athletic and you see the flashes, but I think, and I was not a fan of Jamin Davis last year. Uh, Notably I had him 64th on my board. I did not like to pick for Washington. Um, I think Brian Osamoa is a worse football player right now than Jamin Davis was coming out. So and I think that says a lot, honestly. And now he does flash <laughs> some athleticism at times. You see the speed and agility mostly. Uh, he did call some signals from Oklahoma at Times, although I don't think he'll end up playing Mike ever because of his size. Um and because I think he's, you know, easily overpowered, which was a problem with Jamin, and the reason he's not going to play Mike this year. He just could not deal with contact from offensive linemen in the box. And he's not, quite frankly, like he's a good athlete, but he's not. Uh, maybe I should have known that he wasn't going to test that as well because I have not written in my notes before he even tested. He's not good enough to just avoid contact the way uh, Jeremiah Wusakoromoa did. He just avoided contact. Now, he was also stronger, I think, than Osamoa is. Um, but I don't know. This is one of those where it's just like, this guy's a great athlete. Every once in a while, like his speed shows up in the pass rush. He can chase down guys other w- in ways other guys can't. Sometimes he makes a coverage play that, that other guys can't. I don't really know what you're looking for other than like some weird scenario where it all just comes together and becomes an excellent player. Other than that, like this is a really high floor special teamer in my opinion, which is what a lot of quite frankly, like I don't think this is talked about enough. A lot of linebackers picked like pick ninety and later are just special team picks, like they are picked to play special teams, um, and that's that's kind of what you're looking at here in my opinion with Brian Osamela, and that's not a bad thing. Like you need special teamers, um, and you you know as a depth guy, he'll uh, be you know good for any team that needs athletes um, in their linebacker room.
2: Um, So number nine, um, and I'm going to give you guys a heads up right now. There's about a million uh, Georgia defensive players in this video, so just be prepared for it. And let's get to the first one. (laughs) Quay Walker, the linebacker from Georgia. First of many on this list, just like I said. So, Quay Walker, to me, is definitely the worst out of the three. But I do think he's close to one of his teammates. And then the other, the third one, is just kind of, like, way above the rest of them, in my opinion. But I do like Quay Walk- Walker a lot. I think he's a decent coverage player. I thought all of them were actually pretty good in coverage. Well, obviously, the top one I think is fantastic. But I think Quay, I think they're all pretty solid in coverage. Good run defender as well. I mean, you saw it yourself. That Georgia defense was some of the best run defense we've ever seen from a college football team I mean they, it was unstoppable like they had to I mean like for example like once Jamison Williams got hurt for Alabama it was useless like it was gone it was over um, of course um, Georgia was going to win that game so um, good run defenders well just like I said good athlete tested way better than I thought he would tested in the 97th percentile would stun me like I knew all three of them were athletic I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that. I was expecting maybe low 90s, and he tested in the high 90s, which we've said this before. We have questions about whether these numbers may or may not be kind of accurate or not because it's kind of ridiculous how many people tested very highly. But, I mean, the numbers are the numbers, and you can't really complain about them, I guess. But, I mean, that's all there is to say. Also, this guy is useless, and I mean useless as a pass rusher. Do not have this guy blitzing. Whatsoever, because every time I watch him, he's useless. Like he'll get blocked up, and there is no possible way he can get past any offensive alignment. At least that's what I've seen. I think this guy is useless as a pass rusher, but that's also like one of the less important things for a linebacker, so it doesn't really matter that much. um I think he's a good depth piece who could eventually maybe become a starter because of how athletic he is. Um, I have a early third round grade on him. I like this linebacker class a lot. I really, really do. I think this is a really good one. Maybe not as good as last year's, but. Still still pretty good. Um, so, overall, I do like Quay Walker, but I do think he is the worst Georgia linebacker out of the three. But he's still a guy who could become a low-end starter uh, down the line.
0: It is absurd that we have three Georgia linebackers in our top and we had, 10. And we,
2: and we had two Georgia D tackles and a Georgia edge rusher. And be on the lookout for upcoming videos. There'll be another Georgia player soon.
0: Yeah, there definitely will be another Georgia. This defense is like three. like You can't even like start all of those guys basically in that <laughs> Georgia defense. It's unbelievable. And the guy who, who didn't really play that much until this year, and I actually have his linebacker five in this year's draft, is another Georgia player, Channing Tindall. I... I, I fell in love with this Tate man. I, I started watching him more and more, and I I love him. I, I He's, a first of all, a phenomenal athlete. Like, one of the best athletes in this year's draft, I believe, tested out. Yeah, 97th percentile athlete, which is honestly not the – like, there are still two more guys we're going to get to that are better, which is unbelievable. Um, but Channing Tindall, his speed is ridiculous. He ran a 4.47 wow. at the combine uh, at 6'2", 230 pounds. Like, he – can fly is explosive. He had a 42 inch vertical too. That's what Derek Steeny's Jr. reportedly had in like in high school. And like that's like an amazing vertical for like a corner. Like that I Channing Tindall is just a freak athlete. I'm a big fan of his game. Like I said, the elite speed shows up. Like he's going sideline to sideline, side a million miles an hour, which I loved actually I saw that from all three Georgia linebackers. Like they really pin their ears back and they go all out. And there's a guy we're gonna get to a lot later on this list who I think does have the best. Um, Because sometimes that Channing Tindall plays a little wild, you know, he's going 100 miles an hour and he can sometimes take himself completely out of plays at times. I think he's a very good coverage player because he's a super athlete, um, not the biggest. 230 pounds is obviously a little less than you'd hope for a linebacker, but he's really good in coverage. Doesn't really make a lot of plays, though. Uh, on the ball He's kind of just a guy who's going to shut down whoever he's guarding. And, and which is fine. Yeah. You don't see like a lot of forcing completions or a lot of interceptions on his tape. He's just a guy who's a really good coverage player, which honestly is fine. Uh, he's a pretty decent run defender. He's a good pass rusher, really, really good tackler. Didn't miss a lot of tackles on his tape, but he never really started, and, and like he didn't even like start this year. Even like he played like 474 snaps according to PFF. The two years before that, he played 75 snaps a year before, and 58 snaps a year before that. Like this guy was barely cracking the rotation for Georgia. So that is something to keep in mind for a guy who's you know I, I think is a top five linebacker in this draft, but. Um, I, I really do like Channing Tindo a lot. And I think I would take him on day two and maybe even the second round just because that athleticism is so ridiculous. And I think his coverage is so good. And he's a good pass rusher. And he's a good run defender. Like, I'm a huge, huge fan of Channing Tindo. And I think if he can play a little more under control while also utilizing that ridiculous speed that, and explosiveness that he has, like, this guy can be a quality, quality starting linebacker down the line. Fast
1: linebackers. Yeah. Yeah, I like Tyndall's upside, too. I think there was some nice flashes at the end of his time there at Georgia, especially in big games. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven linebacker on our board is the Alabama linebacker Christian Harris. Um, Donnie's right in the middle with him as linebacker six on his board. This might be the biggest spread we've had between two people on one hey, player. Probably, yeah, I have him as linebacker three. Max is all the way down at linebacker ten. Um, we had discussions early in the year of, of just, like, you know, people had him as, like, a top ten player which I was never on board with and still am not on board with. And we were right. Like, he's not a top 10 player. (laughs) Look at this. Like, wow. Um, (laughs) You should watch the show. Have I mentioned that? Um, We do a good job with our preseason stuff. Uh, Minus the (laughs) money. Yeah. Yeah. But he had a really good year. He had a really good year. Like, I was kind of blown away at what I saw from him this year, in my opinion. As he developed, I thought he became – and now we're, we're going to end up talking about how he might end up falling down my board when I go re- reevaluate the linebacker position. But he's a Mike, right? Like, that's what he plays. The issue is now he got weighed in at 226. He's 6'1, 226. And the last few linebackers we've seen come out at that weight are not Mike's at the NFL level. You have to deal with offensive linemen, and they're just, they have such a size advantage that it's very difficult to take them on. Now, he is just so twitched up and strong for his size that he was just the middle field disruptor for Alabama all season long. I don't think he's, like, a great zone coverage player. I think he does fine. But his real ability is just shooting gaps in the run game and blitzing. And it's just – he is just a head down, run through you, run around you, you know, using speed, bendy's He's like an edge rusher that plays in the middle of the field. And quite frankly, like, we don't – I'm trying to think – I like a comparison that comes off the top of my head. I forget his name. He was that Texas edge rusher last year who, who played linebacker. Um, he was oh, O'Sai. Joseph O'Sai. Osai. Joseph Osai. It's like that, except for this guy is like more a linebacker than Osai is. Um, and I think is, you know, more built to play linebacker. He tested well, 90th percentile. It's about what I expected from him. Um, he's experienced, he's played for a very long time um you know there's some issues like he doesn't play in the slot ever like he's got more d-line snaps than he does in the slot um you know this is again he's a guy that plays the box and that's gonna create some question marks just because you have to find a way to get this guy at mike in the nfl level and the size is concerned um i think that he's gonna add weight i think he has to um, I, he might you know have lost weight for testing which is I think a thing that a lot of players are doing now is, is like shedding 10 pounds to run a fast 40 and then adding it back which is ridiculous but you know <laughs> they have these trainers that are doing that and making it work for him I guess whatever um, He's very different prospect but I, I don't know I just I like it like I I think it works I I, I can't really explain it other than that I just think that if a team that is creative with their defense can put this guy in a situation to, especially on third downs, to take advantage of kind of a downhill mentality, he could really, really, really be an impactful linebacker at the next level. Um, and more so even than some other athletic guys who I think play full rules, like a Devin White, for example, where you kind of need to put them in like the perfect scenario, you know, based on what the offense is doing. You need to hope they do something that allows them to make a play. I think Harris can kind of create on his own. Interesting.
2: I, He's better than Dylan Moses. I, I, I yes, that.
1: he is. I forgot. We wanted one. to mention Moses, and I don't think they're the same level. Yeah, no, obviously. no, it's not. I
0: don't think the same level. What I will say though is, I don't think it might be an Alabama thing. I because I think Dil, uh, me, Christian Harris is maybe the worst linebacker that I've watched in in coverage, and maybe it's an Alabama because Dylan Moses was also a huge liability. So maybe it's the way their defense is structured. But maybe I'm over, I'm underrating Christian Harris a little bit because maybe it's just the defense and that kind of screwed him, but um i i don't know I, I i have huge huge questions with christian harrison coverage and i agree that he's a really good tackler he's a good run defender i just i don't know the coverage was was so bad that i, I couldn't ignore that
2: and then i'm like right in the middle of both of them
0: yeah so. <laughs> this is actually we mentioned this before this is the first video where our top 10 all of us have in the in our top 10 it's just a different order yep. So, it's, I, I don't think we've ever had that before.
2: First time, first time ever. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's honestly kind of, like, crazy to me. Like, there's yeah. a lot of good linebackers in this draft. Mm-hmm. Like, we're definitely leaving off some decent players. Like, so Darian yeah, like,
0: Beavers, just a spoiler, did not make it. And, like, I thought he was going to make yeah. at least one of ours in the top exactly. ten. Yeah, I
2: did, too. Like, I was expecting all of you guys to have him in your top ten. And I, would, I thought I'd be the low man on him, but I guess not.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, I am actually up next here with our number six linebacker. That is... Chad Muma, the Wyoming linebacker, Oof. big fan. I mean, you get like Logan Wilson vibes, man. Remember how awesome Logan Wilson was at Wyoming? Like Chad Muma is like that too. And the one stat that gets brought up for linebackers all the time that is the worst freaking stat to bring up, but I think it actually is like kind of ridiculous in this, is tackles. And Chad Muma over his career averaged 11 tackles a game, which that's absurd. is a, is a horrible stat. Don't use it for anything. Like when you're saying how good a defensive player is, but that does show you that hey Chad Moon was around the football a lot, and he has been a phenomenal football player for Wyoming. Other than the tackles, which like I said before, is bad. Um, he's a 98th percentile athlete, which is fantastic. Like we, we keep mentioning the athleticism for every single video. Linebacker is one position where you need it. If you're not a good athlete, you're like, I'm dropping you so far down my board. I don't care how good your tape was because you need really good athleticism in today's day and age, especially with how much defenses ask linebackers to do. They have to be a blitzer. They have to be taking on blocks, taking on uh, being in the run game, um, in coverage. Like you have to do literally every single thing that any other defender has to do. So it's the hardest position to play on defense by far, in my opinion. So you need really good athletes, and Chad Muma is certainly one of them. Um, he's a really, really good tackler. Uh, he's just a really smart player overall. Took his game to a whole new level this year. But... He's at Wyoming, obviously low level of competition, did not really look that impressive at the senior bowl, although few linebackers do at the senior bowl. It's really not an event designed for linebackers. Um, he's not really great taking on blocks. You know, he's sometimes he gets taken down by cut blocks, not the most physical player, but he has amazing, amazing instincts. And I think he'll be a quality starter down the line. He's a really good athlete. And I don't know. I, I just think he's got these smarts and the athleticism, and that's a really good combo maybe not the most physical player, but I think Chad Muma will be a quality linebacker down the line for some team.
1: Uh, Brandon Smith ends up being our number five. Donnie is high man on him. He's got him number four. Uh, I'm I got him eight. I, I don't hate Brandon Smith. I just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I've been burned by Jamin Davis and I just like, don't like <laughs> want these like, like athletic linebackers who haven't shown me enough on the field. And that being said, I think there's a, a pretty good sizable gap between Brandon Smith as a prospect and uh, Brian Samoa um, I think you see things on tape that he does more consistently that a lot of other guys can can't do um one thing is i didn't think he was that big it, it turns out he's like 250 pounds which is crazy um it must be like in his legs and he must be more condensed than he then they're more dense than most other players are some people are like that like they don't look big but they're, they're just their muscle mass is just it's just tremendous and it just while it, it, it works for them um this is a guy i think can play any position linebacker will sam mike i think he can put him anywhere and it will work um he can run with running backs and coverage of the flats. I think he does well great job covering, you know, there. I don't know if he's, you know, the type of guy you're gonna line up and match up with tight ends, but I think in terms of like some of the lesser jobs and coverage, he does a good job. Um, does a good job getting the right depth and zone drops. I think he has pretty good coverage instincts and in zone. It's not something that always translates to the NFL, but, um, you know, it's there. It's something that could, you know, happen. Um, I did have some issues. I think him navigating traffic, he loses the ball carrier at times, but outside the box, I think you see the speed flash there are plays where he is chasing down players downfield who are just like, um, I'm trying to remember who there's a play on his tape where he catches Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, which just shouldn't happen for a linebacker, right? So that's impressive. And although uh, it was reported that he ran like a four three eight forty in high school, and then he ends up running a four five two at the combine, so obviously that was fake. Um, <laughs> uh, a lot of, a lot of. That's actually a discussion I had it. Of- work the other day is that a lot of high school recruits will put in like their bios that they, they run four fours and, and the reason they do that is because speed coaches just tell them to put it in their like twitter bios and it's it's completely not real like don't believe any of that it's so fake um <laughs> but yeah the guy is is just a i'm changing my bio athlete. right now <laughs> yeah yeah right now i'll just like four three speed like <laughs> 100 100 lap after over here come on now <laughs> huge drafting please um I just think if, if we're talking about raw athleticism at the linebacker position, this is a guy that uses it better than most. I don't think he's on the level of even Jamin, though. I, I don't know. Like, it's they're similar. Like, I have, like, similar grades with them uh, coming out. Um, but, again, it's like this is a guy that's a great athlete. He more consistently shows it than kind of those mid-round guys where you're just like, that's an athlete. Let's draft him and see what happens. Um, but there's still question marks. Um Yeah. And I just, the tough thing I have with like linebackers, it's just, it's not that valuable of a position anymore in the NFL. Um, and I just, I, I don't like as much like just taking, throwing picks at these athletes and hoping they'll work when the payoff is not going to be like tremendous. But um, I do think that he's special. Uh, I think he clearly showed that the combine 99.8th percentile, uh, which is excellent. You know, you can't do much better than that, obviously. Um and he, he he did play well enough in college that I think he, obviously, he ends up being a day-two pick, for sure.
2: I'm I'm a sucker for big, versatile, athletic coverage linebackers because those are all things you can't teach. Yeah. So that's why I'm so high on him because, it's like I said, the ceiling on him is absurd. That's why I have him so high. I think his ceiling is higher than every person that I have put before him on my ranking, and then the people ahead of him, I think— Either way, way safer picks, or arguably a higher ceiling than him, which yeah. is rare. But I'm I'm a sucker for big athletic coverage <laughs> linebackers. Like I'm just like I was a sucker for Jamon Davis. I had I had a late first round grade on Jamon Davis because ah. I was like, you can't you can't teach that that athleticism. He's a I know. Listen, I don't really care about recruits, but when you have the pedigree of a five star recruit and you are that athletic, I do care about it a little bit. And then also, like I said, I think he's great in coverage. Okay, let me refresh. I think he's good in coverage. I think he's really, really good in coverage. In the box, he's useless. But I think as a coverage player, I think he's really good. And coverage is by far the hardest thing to teach a linebacker. Like, by far the hardest thing, in my opinion. So, I'm a sucker for that. I
0: I think he's good. I actually think his coverage is decent in the box. And the slot is where I don't like it. So, I'm a Penn State fan, so I've seen Brandon Smith forever. And he was this five-star linebacker. And he's... I have him lower too because he just he's so infuriating because it's just like dude he's like not I, Parsons. I see yeah exactly and I see that you know flashes but it's like I think he's the worst run defender out of any linebacker that I've scouted so far. Yes, um, he's one of the worst pass rushers of any. Like it's just like yes. the athleticism that you think would come up. Like the processing speed for me is just a big issue. Like this guy, you could see him thinking like too hard sometimes. Like dude, you have this almost hundredth percentile athleticism. Like just go fly, go fly, and he's he hasn't done that yet. So. Yeah, he's got a high ceiling, but he's just, like, at Penn State, he was, just, he was infuriating. He was just watching this guy every single game. It was like, dude, I know you could do better than that. Like, I, I've seen yeah. it before. It's, also, it's just-
2: also, once again, I'm the high man. I have him linebacker four, and Max is in the exact middle. He has him linebacker six, and Nick has him linebacker eight. So
0: Yeah, we, back the, to same, back- the same top ten, but it's all over the place for, for <laughs> us. Yeah,
2: literally, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs>
0: um is it my turn no Donnie's turn. Nope, my
2: turn, turn. so i'm um, next on the list number four i'm um, a guy who came out of nowhere this year like literally out of nowhere uh troy anderson the linebacker from guess what montana state hell yeah who the heck would have thought montana yeah. state i love that um, well obviously the competition's a question but that's that's beyond the point um so troy anderson let me let me give a backstory on this guy so he goes to a small school yeah so, obviously, none of us have no idea who this guy is. Goes to the Senior Bowl, and Max has said this before, and I'm going to say it again. The Senior Bowl is meant for linebackers to fail. That's why Nakobi Dean and Devin Lloyd did not participate, because if they would have, they would have failed. Joey Anderson went in there and murdered it. This yes. dude was spectacular in the Senior Bowl, and I know William Offen and Jermaine Johnson were probably better, but I think he has to be in that tier of best senior bowls. Like I yeah. think he has to be in that tier. So it, it catches Max's attention right away. And then he tells us about him. I'm like, all right, I'll take a look at him. And his tape is fantastic. It's a very, very good tape. And yeah, he's playing nobodies. But still, the, the senior bowl answers some type of competition question marks. Not all of it, of course, but it answers some of it. And why is he this high on OS? Because he tested as a 100% athlete, which is rare. It is very very rare. Only one other guy
0: have done it before, Lorenzo only, Carter, the only yes. one. Isn't he an edge too?
2: Yeah, he's an edge. I believe So that means edge.
0: Troy Anderson's the only linebacker's ever been 100 percentile athlete. Though.
2: Yes, and Brandon Smith was close to that, but not yeah. Quite. He was and really another close. guy we're to
0: get to is was even closer, but yeah.
2: Yes, yes. Another guy was closer, but Troy Anderson is a guy who I had no idea who this guy was, and then goes to the Senior Bowl, dominates it. Amazing athlete, good size. Also played quarterback apparently in high school.
1: <laughs> Love that. So in
0: Ratt,
2: Ratt, baby. He snaps a lot
1: rat. of. Uh, Except wild, he can. Wildcat snaps in Montana State. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but I mean he was a quarterback in Montana State for a year and I don't know if this is true. I read it off some website, it's probably not true. It said he made first team um in the in his conference for quarterback, which I don't believe. <laughs> but if he did
0: that's they're like a legit FCS school too. Like they're not like yeah, a small Like if he
2: actually did make first team and I don't believe in I tried to find it and I couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find I couldn't even find some of his stats for like his defense side of the ball. ESPN, oh. said, ESPN said he, ESPN said he had ten tackles the whole season. Yeah, so,
0: finding finding Troy Anderson tape was even harder. Trust yeah, me. yeah, it was <laughs> very, very
2: very difficult. I had to deep dive big time to find tape for him, but. I mean, he's amazing, dude. Like, yes, the competition level is the for real question mark. And he's still developing as a linebacker. I mean, he played quarterback for the most of his life. Like, he's basically the better version of Chaz Surratt. Like, his play recognition to me is really good. Maybe not on Chaz level because Chaz's play recognition was like, holy crap. Like, his player recognition was absurd. But Troy Anderson's, I would say, is right below him. And I think he's more athletic. I think he's a good run defender. He's getting better in coverage each year. He got better in coverage because I watched two games from last year and I watched two games from the year – or not the year before, two games in 2019 because in 2020 they had their season canceled due to COVID. But – I watched it, and he was raw in 2019, and then 2021 looked so much oh, better.
0: amazing in coverage this year. Yes, I thought, amazing.
2: Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know about amazing. He was good. I, I think he was good. He was amazing in coverage at the Senior Bowl, but he was good in coverage, for my opinion. But either way, you're taking a swing for the fence on this guy. And just like Brendan Smith, who's big, athletic, and can play in coverage – I'm in, <laughs> like I'm in. It's you can't teach athleticism, and teaching coverage is the hardest thing to do. And yeah. some people can't even some people can't even learn it. Shout out Dylan Moses.
0: I um the one I, I forgot to mention this for the uh, for my Channing Tyndall thing, but like yeah, you mentioned the Senior Bowl. Dyno. Like the only two linebackers I think actually like killed it were Troy Anderson and Channing Tyndall. I think they're yeah. the only two linebackers that actually like performed well. Like Brian SMO I thought was bad. Chad Mumma had a rough Senior Bowl even too. Uh, but I thought those 2 they really really. You're really set good up job. to
2: fail in it, and they should learn this by now. Like, they you're,
0: you're set up to fail, and the fact that those two like were awesome was like that's yeah. good, that's cool, that's yeah. good to see. You know, Troy Anderson—if he didn't have that Senior Bowl, like yeah, if he says he has a hundred percentile athlete, then it's like all right, like it, it's tough. But yeah, like, that Senior
2: Bowl—that senior, bowl, senior Bowl made him a lot of money. Oh and yeah. I just
0: want to say congratulations,
2: Troy Anderson. It like is, We don't normally, we don't normally. I don't typically like these freaky athletic smaller school guys unless you dominate the senior bowl which he did that's why i'm a, as you guys know i mean you train of christian watson like you know smaller school big yep. athletic but he dominated the senior bowl and i respect that a lot so i love troy anderson i think he's not going to be great right away most likely but the ceiling
0: is it's i would
2: say i would say is it crazy to say the highest ceiling out of any linebacker in this draft
0: no, absolutely not. I think he's. I think he's got it. I mean, like I said, there's no one's ever been at more athletic than him in combine history. So yeah. it's it's incredible. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, a great huge, team. huge fan of Troy Anderson. I thought I was a Troy Anderson guy, and Dany's actually jumped me now for where he's ranked him.
2: Yeah, um, I have him. I have him. I have him linebacker three.
0: Which is interesting because my linebacker three is our linebacker three, and that is Leo Chanel, the linebacker from Wisconsin. And he's a guy who tested out 99.9th percentile at the linebacker position, which is insane. Literally, he's tied with Manny Lawson for the best and then right above Luke Kuechly um, as well. Test out 99.8. So like Troy Anderson's there, Lorenzo Carter, depending on where you have him. Uh, he played edge in the NFL, so I don't think you should count him. But then Leo Chanel, Manny Lawson, Luke Kuechly, like, those are that's pretty good. If you're right above Luke Keekley, he's one of the greatest linebackers of this generation. Leo Chanel is just not a guy you want going backwards ever. Like you don't want him going backwards in coverage. Um, That's where I think you you see some issues. I don't think he's great in coverage in the box in the slot. I thought he was a little bit better, but he's just not a guy who's going to make many plays in coverage. What he is though, is he is the best run defending linebacker in this draft. And I don't think it's very close. I think he's the best run defending linebacker in this draft by far. Um, Maybe even, He's up there for, I would say, maybe is the best pass rushing linebacker, too. Like, this is a guy who you just want going downhill, full speed, because his explosiveness and his power is absolutely ridiculous. Like, if he hits a blocker, even an offensive lineman, if he hits the offensive lineman, they're going backwards. Like, he is never going to be pushed backwards um, by an offensive lineman. So, he is a just phenomenal athlete, 4'5", 340. Um, He had elite... Uh, jumps too. He put up 34 reps on the bench like this is the type of play like this is your classic like he would be the number one overall pick back in 1990 but even so his game still translates i think to today's nfl because of how athletic he is he wasn't a liability in coverage he's just not his strong suit but if you on passing downs i want this guy going full steam at the quarterback i'm not comparing him to micah parsons but it's a lot like that where like you don't want micah going backwards You never want Michael going backwards. You want Leo Chanel going forwards at all times. And you saw Michael Parsons was this elite blitzer. I don't think Leo Chanel would be like that, where he could play legitimately and be one of the best edge rushers in the league. But I do believe Leo Chanel can be a guy that you blitz often. And he could be one of the best blitzing linebackers, one of the best pass rushing linebackers in the NFL, and one of the best run defending linebackers in the NFL, while also being one of the best athletes in the NFL. And PFF tweeted this out. Their highest run defense grades they've ever given out were number one, Ruben Foster, who take off field. If he never got in trouble off the field, like he could have been amazing as a linebacker. And number two was Micah Parsons. Number three was Leo Chanel. So we're talking about like an awesome run defending linebacker and a terrific pass rusher. I just don't want this guy ever having a backpedal. I just don't want him to have to do that. He's got the hips to do it. Not terrible in coverage. But like I said, I just I really just want this guy going full attack mode at all times.
1: Yeah, certainly a load there. And we'll play, Mike, in the next level. And a lot of teams, I think, are still <clears throat> are looking for all the linebacker positions, quite frankly. It's not one position in particular. But, um, you know, the, the linebacker has kind of dried up. We haven't seen a whole lot of great linebackers in the NFL. But he will be one of the better box linebackers we've seen come out in a while. It's just about how teams value that in yeah. particular. Um number two on our list is Devin Lloyd linebacker from Utah, who is my linebacker one. These other two have him as their number two behind who our number one is. Um it's nicobe Dean. I'm just gonna spoil it because I'm gonna end up talking <laughs> about it. I actually I feel like if we were actually ranking and putting in the ranks, we might end up having Devin Lloyd being one because I have like them in separate tiers. I have yeah. Lloyd like 14th on my board or something, and Dean is like 30th. I, I, I they're not particularly close, in my opinion. And the big reason for that is gonna be quite frankly, Dean, his size is, yeah, is big concern that. for me. Um and I, you know, I again I, I compare a lot of these guys to Jeremiah Wusakoromoa. The the film for me, I don't think approaches that level of play. I think Jock was a much better prospect, but we'll talk about Dean in a little bit. Um Lloyd is the most versatile linebacker in this draft. I think you could put him anywhere. He could do whatever you want. Now, you want him closer to the line of scrimmage. That's where he thrives. And he did play edge for Utah this year, quite a bit, actually. I don't think he's great at playing edge. I don't know if I would do that at the NFL level, but it's possible. Um, and it's why I referred to him in a previous video kind of as a Micah Parsons light. I don't think he's really going to have that impact at the NFL level. I don't think any of these guys, if I were to bet on it, have that impact at the NFL level. I, don't, I think Micah Parsons is just like a once in a he's a generational talent you know that is that is a real generational talent that's what it looks like it's Micah Parsons you're probably not going to find that and I hope teams don't go looking for it because it's really never going to be there quite frankly um but what is he really good at um he has extreme length and jolt uh something that is just not common from linebackers you normally see the guys end up playing edge You, you, you cut out all again and my mic is just going
0: out. What is that? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Nothing's easy.
2: Oh, my heart, man. Am I good now? Hurts. My heart hurts. My heart Are you
1: good now? Yeah, I'm good. There you go. You start whatever. What he does have is extreme length and jolt, which is extremely interesting for the linebacker position in particular because normally when those guys come in they end up playing edge full-time and they end up trying to develop as an edge and although he did play edge it's clear that the obviously he's coming out as a linebacker to the nfl that the development curve he was on was to play linebacker the nfl and you can see why he's a guy who plays extremely low even guys coming out of college you don't necessarily see get used to playing low consistently he does it very consistently something i would not have a worry about at all at the next level it's something that can help him overcome the fact that he's only 237 pounds which is still pretty good size for a guy who's trying to trying to play mike but it helps him when he's taking on those offensive linemen and w- along with that jolt that twitchiness in power his diverting his speed to power and that length it makes him a force in the box um i think his ability to leverage gaps in the run game is elite um i think his lateral feet and his ability to shed and then sit in traffic is fantastic dips when he blocks sheds does it very quickly um is 40 time i don't have on him oh yeah i do i do he ran a 466 6, which is actually slower than i thought it was going to be because i do think when when he does get free as a pass rusher he is closing on quarterbacks fast he's a guy i think as your you know your um your, your spy is going to end up being very helpful for you at the next at the next level quite frankly um i think he needs work and drop sends i don't think he's an excellent uh coverage player right now um but i, I think last year i kind of got burned on trying to weigh the coverage thing a little bit too much with linebacker position just because quite frankly like they don't impact the pass game as coverage players as much i think as we'd like to think they do because to be honest with you they're just kind of sitting ducks like, they cannot run with most yeah. receivers uh they kind of have to sit in their spots Um, and hope that the quarterback doesn't make a great throw, which, you know, just there's a lot of good quarterbacks now. It happens. Um, So I'm not as concerned about that with him, although I do think his length makes it so he can take up more space in drop zones, and it it makes it less of a concern for me. I also think if you line this guy up on a tight end and he just try to, you know, press him and just shove him at the line of scrimmage, he'd be very good at that because I think he is just exceptionally strong for his size and has the agility to stay with guys. Um, But this is a guy, again, like if we talk about Christian Harris— and I like the ability that he has to just disrupt the box and just take over the game from there. I think this guy is that way plus because he's much bigger. Um, He's also a great athlete. I think he actually tested better, 96th percentile. Excellent. Um, He's not going to have the all-around impact that Micah Parsons has because he's not going to run as fast. He's not going to be as agile. But in terms of everything else, I think he does, to a degree, live up to it. Yeah, I
0: think think he's the one I feel – Not best about, but I feel like he's the one that like I probably the highest floor
1: I would say of any linebacker in this draft. I I would which which is kind of what I would look for at that position nowadays because I think it's like it's just it's it's not that important. Like if you want a good linebacker, you don't want to miss because missing on a linebacker in the first round is like I can tell you personally not. I can too. (laughs) I can too. (laughs) too.
2: We've taken two in a row. Two and yes, yes, yes. he has. The first one, the first one is fine. Like, sure, Isaiah Simmons, yeah, okay, cool,
0: I get that. Zay- we'll give David time. We'll give, Zay- we'll give, Zay- we'll give Zay- we'll okay, time. Okay, yes, but
2: here. okay, yes, but like,
0: why? I know. Well, that yeah, that why is is a why? very why
2: just Isaiah uh, Simmons, Jordan Hicks, and Isaiah Simmons are fine. We didn't need Zayvon yeah, Collins. I agree. Like I, my mindset was drafting him was oh we're gonna throw him an edge. Nope, we didn't.
0: Yeah. Devin, go back to Devin Lloyd though. Like I, I, I do feel like he has the highest floor and I think that is very valuable. And he's probably the guy that I would feel most like comfortable with, but like there is Nickobe Dean who I think just has a higher ceiling and that, I don't know. It's, it's a really, I really struggled, you know, ranking these two because it, it is a tough, it is probably the toughest position I think I've had for who is the number one player in that position.
2: Um, okay, so I'm the high man on Nicobi Dean, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, and these guys are probably going to look at me like I'm a psychopath. Uh, Nicobi Dean is my fourth highest graded linebacker I've ever given out to a linebacker. And I've been I, I need a
0: three. All right, I need a three now. <laughs> give, me, give me the three. I want to hear them.
2: Okay, so number one, I have Isaiah Simmons.
0: Okay, over Michael.
2: Over oh, Micah, yeah, well offfields, that's why. No offfields, then it's Micah. Yeah, sure. But off fields, yeah. Um so Simmons, Parsons, and then Roquan. I think he's okay. a better prospect than Devin Lloyd. Or not Devin Lloyd, Devin Devin White. Yeah. And it's not that I was low on Devin White, it's uh, that this is how high I listen, I think Kobe Dean is special. Um okay, so let's break it down. Kobe Dean to me is the best coverage linebacker in this draft. And I don't really know if it's particularly close. No, I don't like, he. Either. You're like, maybe you can make a case for Brandon Smith, but like we kind of said earlier, like, yeah, he kind of struggles in the slot. So and so I love Nakuri Dean. He's the best coverage linebacker in this draft. I think he's a good athlete. I don't think he's quite on the tier of maybe Devin. Eh, maybe he is. It's close. I think it's close. He didn't test so We never really got an exact result, but I do believe he would have tested as a very, very good athlete. Um, also, he's not a Mike. He's an outside linebacker. So... Maybe you can say, like, that's a weakness. I don't care at this point. I really don't. Like, yeah, he's not a Mike, but some of the better linebackers in the league aren't Mike linebackers. Micah Parsons, Darius Slender. Like, there's great linebackers that are great in coverage that are not Mike linebackers, and you don't need to focus on just constantly just pushing um, offensive linemen back and being a huge tackler in the run game. Like, no, that is not Nakubadine. Nakubadine is jock. What is he? He's a coverage linebacker who I trust you can put on tight ends. And, yeah, there's the question of is he big enough to cover tight ends. I think he's athletic enough to deal with tight ends. And, listen, I know he's not tall, but he's got a decently thick build. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's 5'11", 230, 235. I think he's 235. Like,
0: yeah, don't... Like 227 is what he weighed in at. But, yeah, like, yeah.
2: Okay, I... okay, so 230. So he's 5'11", 230. So he's a pretty thick guy. And just like I've been saying for this entire video, coverage linebackers who are athletic, I love them because it's so hard to teach coverage. It's so hard. That's why I was so high on Jock. <coughs> Sorry. That, that's why I was so high on Jock, because Jock was, in my opinion, the best coverage linebacker in that draft, which is why I love Nakobe. And not to mention, way better competition. He dominated the SEC, and yes, he had unreal talent around him. He was the best player on that Georgia defense.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: He was. He was the best. He was better than Davis. He was better than um,
0: Trevor Walker. He was better yeah. than
2: Wyatt, better than Seen, better than Anderson when he played. And Anderson, before he had his troubles, he was pretty good for them. N'Kobe yeah. was the best. He was the best. Even the other linebackers, Walker and um, and um, Channing, he was yeah. better comfortably than both yeah. of them. I'm in love with coverage linebackers because it's so hard to teach coverage. I think Nakobe Dean is special. I think he can cover tight ends. And people say, and I, I saw this on a, a scouting report, he's not fast enough to play in the run game, which I think is kind of stupid. Like, I don't get that. I think he's perfectly fast enough to be a good linebacker in the NFL. Like, people question his speed because he's so much smaller I don't see it. I see a very, very fast linebacker in the Kobe Dean. So, yes, I'm the high man in the Kobe Dean. I think I have him. Let me find it out exactly. I have him number nine on my board. Yeah, that's probably higher than it should be, but I'm in love with him. I just love coverage linebackers because the hardest thing to do is teach a linebacker coverage. It is so hard. We've seen it multiple times in the past, and if you're good right away in coverage, I'm in. I think- and I think – also, um, real quick, real quick, before I I let you go. Yeah, go ahead. Fantastic run defender, in my opinion. I think he's a very good, maybe better in coverage, better in coverage, easily better in coverage. But I think his run defense is getting a little underrated because some people are saying, "Oh, it's super bad." And I'm like, "What's oh, not? No, no, it's
0: not." I think it's. I think.
2: I think it's. It's not elite, but it's good. I yeah. think not. Not better than Devin Lloyd, obviously, but it's still good. And he's a and he's a weak side linebacker, so I'm not really that concerned about it. So. At the end of the day, I think Kobe Dean is special. I think he's a special player with special coverage ability. And honestly, take away Isaiah Simmons, best coverage linebacker I have seen ever. Outside, at least in my time of scouting. So I've been doing this since. Over Jock. Over Jock. I do think so. Over Jock. Better competition, and he had a higher coverage grade than him. So I'm in. I'm only
0: in on Nicole Dean. That's fair. Nick, what do you think? Because I know you're um, you have Floyd. Yeah,
1: I just because again, I I you know I last year was really the first year that I really dove into specifically the linebacker position, probably because Washington drafted one and I was invested in Jock because I was so high on him, and Micah obviously was a fantastic prospect. Last year was a very fascinating linebacker class. And I'm probably gonna be very diving into them this year in terms of their NFL film. And the one thing that stood out to me is although I do value cover, I think I re- I phrased this wrong when I went in earlier in the video. It's not that coverage is not doesn't matter that much. It, it matters more than anything else. It's that if you're really good at coverage, and you can't impact the box, you're a slot cornerback. You shouldn't be playing linebacker. In which case, you need to be able to run. Um, so there's two things here that concern me. That you know, and, may, and actually, I said size earlier. It's more of a height thing. Like, I, and it is, it is height. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. He's five eleven. I get and specifically it. length. Um, and I think that really will show up in the box because. Jeremiah Usakoramoa and Devin Lloyd both have 33-inch arms. Like those are edge rusher arms. He's sub 32 inch and that is like like we talk about with arm length like half an inch like here and there like a more than an inch is like it's a lot. So he's not like I don't think he's ever going to be taking on all you don't want him ever taking on offensive linemen. Like that's not no. something that he no. can do. Um he's going to be a C gap and outside run defender. He's very good at that. He has the speed at least shows on tape i am concerned that he did not test i i, I need to see that uh, i don't know is yeah. georgia pro day coming up is that still i think it already
0: happened I it already know. happened. So yeah. I, yeah it already I, I, happened I yeah, yeah and he that's didn't a
1: red flag to me like i don't know why he's not testing in particular because i think he does need to because uh, although like i i think honestly at this point i believe that we as a group are higher on him than the nfl is because we saw what happened with Jock last year and i don't believe that was all like jock injury like i think legitimately the nfl was lower on jock just because he was a smaller will linebacker, and I, that's the way the I, nfl thinks
2: i think if, he would have been sorry to sorry for not the new i think he would have been at least a late first he, without he
0: also, the he, yeah the injury concerns i think what dropped a yeah. Bit,
1: yeah
2: like you but he definitely, went the
1: wrong way like he went the he did he went like, a long way yeah you should have went you know, top twenty picks. Aziz Ojolari, who I think's injury concerns were more concerning, because they were like, oh, degenerative leg problem. He went before him, like, yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know, um, I I do think the NFL doesn't value that a whole lot. And 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 if that's the case, like, you need to be trying to use everything. And if you're not testing, that tells me that there's either you don't think you're going to test very well, or you know maybe he's injured and we just don't know that and he just falls on draft night because of that. I don't know, but uh. Yeah, those two things to me made me drop him on the board. I don't dislike Nicobe Dean. Like I think he's he's still my linebacker too. And I you know I for what's worth like I I just don't have a lot of first round grades, so he is a top thirty two player on my board. Um, I don't know. It's just that those two things, and I and honestly comparing him to Jeremiah Usukorimo and what works for him, he's able to impact the box a lot as especially as a pass rusher because of those arms, uh, because of his ability to leverage against offensive linemen, and and, and Dean is not. Although I think his size isn't bad. He's not the type of player who's going to bowl over an offensive lineman. And he's not the type of player that's going to use, like, edge rusher-type arm moves to get past him.
0: No, and I do think he's a phenomenal pass rusher, though, because I think his bend is unbelievable. for Yeah, that. and I think his speed, yes. like, you're
1: going to bring this guy on blitzes. Like, that's going to yeah. happen. With- um but yeah. that's I think that's expected from linebackers at yeah
0: this point and, and the, yeah. thing, the thing a thing that I mentioned before with uh with Quay Walker where I was like this guy plays 100 miles an hour and you wish you is like he's just he's not thinking you know nikobe Dean is like he's got I think the best instincts of any linebacker in his class like there are plays where he is going so fast and I'm like I didn't even know how he was able to recognize that so I mean his film study must be unbelievable because this guy mm-hmm. he's going all out every single play. But also, like, you never see him, like, in the wrong position. Which I think is really, really impressive. I think his coverage, Donnie mentioned, is great. I don't think you want him guarding tight ends, though. Because of that length at five foot eleven. I will say that the wingspan is, like, identical to Nick Bolton. And Nick Bolton had a damn good rookie season for Kansas City. I remember how the size concerns for that. Um, so, maybe he can be. And I think Nick uh, O'Neill's tape is way better than Nick Bolton's was. Um, I think he's the best linebacker on passing downs because of his coverage and pass rushing, I think, is unmatched. In this class as a combination, the issues are or the size, and I think Nick, you, you said that perfectly. Like, I, there are a lot of times where I saw him get blown off the line of scrimmage uh, by offensive line. Like, if they get a clean shot of him in the run game. Like, it's tough for him because of how small he actually is. And he looks like a safety, honestly, when he's on the field. And another issue he was the best player on George's defense this year, but he did play with. Devontae Wyatt he did play with Jalen Carter he did play with Jordan Davis he played with all these defensive linemen and they open up holes in the run game and you know like that's an issue because you're playing behind an all-time defensive line and how many you know how well will he play when he doesn't have an all-time defensive line in front of him like because they open up a lot of holes so that he could just run right through and use that explosiveness that he has so I don't know I the the a lot of people will say Devin Bush for him which scares me because Devin Bush has been a Frankly, a bust for the Steelers so far. Like he has not been a good player. He's a he's a five foot eleven linebacker like <sighs> Kobe Dean. Devin Bush takes Donnie. i as a guy who watches. The he was
2: really good before injuries. He
0: not, was no, no, Devin Bush. No, he's a, he's he was good better athlete. than
2: Devin. He was better than Devin White. And yeah, I know no, that's, that's not, not a high bar. That's okay, not a high bar. okay, but he.
0: He's I don't think he was rusher. bad. He's, he was, no, Devin Bush is not
1: good. Look, I think this just proves that you shouldn't be taking linebackers in the top. Like, no, to picks no, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean Isaiah Simmons. I mean
0: Isaiah
2: Simmons and Micah Parsons. them in well, the same.
1: Micah like was like you can't miss, and Isaiah Simmons was a safety. Yeah, like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I
0: would guess. I, he's like Nicole <laughs> is like a top twenty-five. Like I, I out of the size, the size is the biggest concern, but like the fact that he was that good in the SEC, yeah, uh, I don't know, it's tough. It, it, it's like I said, it's a, it's a really difficult. Um, He's going to be
1: one that we watch very closely. I think it's going to be it's going to be a defining thing for this position how he does. Yeah,
2: Belichick, take him at twenty one.
1: Yeah. Yep. Please. I think. Please take him. And and I've said this in discussions because of what we talked about. Like I think it's a great fit. I think they. I think they because I just I've seen the Patriots do this. I think they might trade back, get picks, and still get them. Like that's just kind (laughs) of.
2: Tele-oper. either way man like it's my
1: like it's fine like cool like it works for they're a, taking a defensive player i know that yeah i'm exactly. taking a wide receiver no they're they haven't taken against Devontae parker he's like a top three receiver in the nfl <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. they've
0: only taken i I looked this up uh they've only taken one receiver in the first round since 1996 dude and it was Nikhil
2: Nikhil Harry. With the
0: last pick of the first round too so barely a first round pick that's the only first round receiver they have which is unbelievable but that's what we got for our top 10 linebackers in this year's draft obviously we have a hot take because I think Devin Lloyd is kind of the consensus linebacker one for a lot of people right now, and Donnie and I disagree with that, which is why Nicobe Dean is our linebacker I one. I say so, it's
2: consensus. A lot of people I talk to. Have uh,
0: linebacker one. I don't know, man. I the most draft analysts I've seen have Devin Lloyd. So I don't maybe your friends, but like I'm talking like like
1: the That's top TikToks on Dean. I know that we've seen
0: <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. yeah, like I like I don't
1: like honestly,
2: recognize. you're right. Yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't be comparing draft analysts. Actually, sh- actually. I don't know, Mel Kuiper and TikTok. Uh, maybe the maybe the opinions
0: are the same.
1: <laughs> oh, so Mel Kuiper the... is TikTok. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He's
0: the OG. He's the OG. Um all right, that's what we got for our top ten linebackers. Follow us again. i both draft on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, follow all of us too as well. And that's what we got on our top ten linebackers. Check out WinView, they are freaking awesome. And baseball starting up, which will be a lot of fun. Um, or if it's not very fun for you, like it is for me, I don't really love baseball that much. I'll still use Windview to make it I'm fun. Nats for fans, uh, yeah. I'll I'll start watching baseball. We're just
2: Diamondbacks to... fan. Let's just
0: not talk about it. Oh anymore. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're all. I'm a Yankee fan, so it's not terrible. Uh, but yeah, okay. so that's what we got for our top ten linebackers. So for Donnie Clemens and Nick Miriam, Max Shadwick. Have a great night.